Hello, my name is Jim. This is my podcast, The Bloody Vegans. You're very welcome to it. Each week, I'll be travelling ever deeper into the world of veganism, discovering along the way a multitude of viewpoints from the political and ethical to the practical. I'll be doing this through a series of conversations, each aiming to further illuminate my understanding and hopefully yours of all things plant-centric. And this week is no different. I'm going to be speaking with PT, bodybuilder, vegan activist, Marfisia Lanza. Uh, Marfisia is a London-based, Italian-born, vegan PT, bodybuilder, um, a, a wonderful source of knowledge when it comes to all things fitness and nutrition. And actually, it's got a really compelling story about where she started out life and what she she grew up surrounded by. But I won't steal her thunder. Uh, I'll let her tell you all about it in this uh, forthcoming chat. So without further ado, here's a conversation between me and Marfisia Lancer. Is it done it? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. I missed the last one. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Marfisia, it'd be, it'd be great to get started with a little bit of your personal journey into the world of veganism. What's kind of brought you here? Okay, so I started about two years ago. First of all, I was pescatarian for a long, long time. So I give up eggs, I give up all the dairy products and everything else. But fish, it was really hard for me uh, to take out for my diet because... I grew up in Italy and I had fresh fish every day. The concept of veganism was always in my mind, so about animal cruelty and all the other stuff. Uh, but it was hard, I'm not going to lie. But I really forced myself, you know, a look further, so not just being selfish about what I like and see on my plate, but, you know, in general, uh, like, you know, see all the why. So slowly, slowly, I tried to give up fish and I did two years ago and uh, yeah it wasn't easy but like I said it's always the why yeah so that's the importance so after the let's say the food um, all the food that I take it out I tried to start to change my lifestyle in general and approach more on a vegan side so more about environmentally choice about maybe product hygiene products all the stuff that I didn't know that was for example tested on animal and all the stuff that we don't really think about it on a daily basis but they're there and they are you know they're used by animal products or byproducts so yeah, so I took these big choices. Uh, at first, not many people support me, so it was really hard for me. No, my family so would support me, uh, my boyfriend no, as well. So it was really, really hard. But I, I chose to keep, you know, going, and uh, it was the best choice because then this became my job uh, to help people, you know, to start transitioning to this lifestyle. And yeah, so so happy that I took that choice, definitely. I mean, we absolutely need to come on to the health and fitness side. But before we do, just I'm, I'm really interested. You said that you you kind of had this sort of um, this feeling about animal cruelty was was in your mind long before mm-hmm. going vegan. What what yes, kind of yeah. what kind of put that thought there? Was it was it a particular person, a, a documentary, things you'd read, things you'd seen? I see my first aunt because my family, they're farmers. <laughs> I grew up in a farm all my life. And even when I was eating meat, I really felt sorry. So it was like, 
okay, protect to me since I was little and it was always around me. As a farmer, all my family, they basically, you know, killing animals. So I didn't want to see that, but it was really our choice because I was there 24 seven. So when I grew up and then I moved in my own place and all the other stuff, I, I really think about that. I got a choice now, so I can change. I can make that decision. So I did. And then when I ultimate took the choice to completely uh, swap to vegan, it's, it's because I did lots of research, look a lot of documentaries, and yeah, that's why basically. So I mean, I can only imagine like when you when you've grown up in that, you know, right in that in the heart of that kind of culture in animal agriculture, you know, around you day to day. I can only imagine that there must have been fairly big resistance from your family when you said not well i'd imagine there's probably resistance at pescatarian let alone at, at vegan yeah absolutely yeah still now like yeah still now like my family they're accepting now but every time i go back to italy on my holidays they're still trying to like oh eat is just a little bit of that a little bit of that i said why you give up eggs i'm not killing my chicken for eggs and then i try to explain to them they say stop you know it's too much i don't want to know we grow up like that they, they think about it they're strong but because they've been doing it all their life and they're basically their main income they're thinking that they haven't got the other choice to stop and do something else so it's a it's like really old mentality that it's really hard to change so yeah and, and and obviously you've you've learned a huge amount from a health perspective mm-hmm. about veganism. I'm just intrigued as to you know the, the 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 sort of the the perception of Italian culture, the Mediterranean diet, is it's the healthiest diet in the world. Yeah. So I could imagine does that did that cause an extra layer of resistance when you were trying to tell folks back back in Italy that this is a healthier way to live, and they're kind of were they sort of almost resistant from the point of view of, well, actually, you know, the Mediterranean diet is the, the healthiest. I mean, it must be, you know. Was there any of that resistance? There was a lot of that resistance, especially for, oh, we all know about protein, right? Because, the, like, my mom and everybody said, where are you going to get a protein for, like, vegetable? Try to explain to them there is no vegetable in fruit that you can eat in a vegan diet and all the other stuff related to it. So uh, it was really hard. And like I said, even now, <laughs> they still continue to tell me, like, where you get your protein? Especially because when I start lifting weight and, uh, you know, I'm trying to become a bodybuilder, so that's my passion so um they all saying you cannot do it it's too much and you need to eat a lot to achieve the same kind of protein source that you have from the meat or calorie you know um so yeah it's it's really hard especially because i'm coming from south italy so let's say it's a bit more old-minded there respect from the north because the north is a bit more industrialized so there is a bit more of open mind but the south is still kind of really old-minded so it's difficult but yeah <laughs> okay I, I can only imagine I can only imagine <laughs> yeah. so is i was going to ask that question you've kind of answered a little bit of it there but it'd be good to sort of hear a little bit more about you know it, the rise of veganism in in italy you mentioned there's a bit of a north-south divide over yeah. the the kind of couple of years since you've been vegan on visits home etc have you seen more and more options kind of popping up? Are you seeing, you know, the same same sort of level of rise of veganism, or is there quite a 
uh, a resistance because you know food and and particularly omnivorous food is is so at the heart of the culture yeah so definitely now they're going back often what before the covid eight. <laughs> um yeah i definitely see like on the supermarket and uh, more choice so you will find tofu which before no one knew what it were believe me no one knew <laughs> and uh, there is lots of choice and i think people they started to convert more to a vegetarian uh, rather than veganism Be- just because they're still thinking you need to have your milk for the calcium and all the other stuff so I'm seeing a change but more on the vegetarian side than vegan so like all people that I know there is not a vegan in Italy that I know of. <laughs> there is more vegetarian than vegan but like I said in the north Italy there is more choice you can find like tempeh and all that stuff they're more accessible there's still a big difference like on price so you will find that it's really difficult to sustain the life because it's really expensive I'm not gonna lie if you want to substitute with meat substitute instead like beans you know yeah so if you want to buy that kind of uh, vegan stuff is expensive but of course we all know that we can do on a budget with you know beans and all the other sources that they are kind of cheap right yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. where did um your kind of initial passion for health and fitness come from so I was a dancer all my life, basically. So I've been a ballerina before. I've been a break dancer, hip hop, and uh, a Zumba. Um, well, first I was Zumba students. So after that, when I moved here in UK, it was about eight years ago. Uh, you know, for like kind of not much my job with my uh, dance classes I had to find a kind of other hobbies so I started to fall in love with lifting weight and go to the gym and uh, that's why I decided that this would become my job because that was the passion of my life sport in general and yeah basically yeah it was always been something that I like activity like so yeah I wanted to do something that I could bring and help people the same passion that I had wow so you you so when you when you started becoming a PT, was that well before you becoming vegan then? It was about one year before, yes. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. And what, what what was that world like? You know, in terms of, you know, when you when you made the switch, because obviously you were year a year in, I take it as a as a PT when you when you became vegan. Was yeah. there a lot of folks guiding you to that, or was there still very much a kind of, you know chicken heavy you know you must eat a lot of protein kind of uh, mindset going on within that community so before i became vegan like i said i was pescatarian so everybody would tell me already that i couldn't achieve the body that i wanted just with fish so so already was something that they would tell me and they would tell me as well like uh you need to have a lot of whey protein so on the shakes and you cannot achieve it without chicken, chicken and all the other stuff, like lean protein source. Um, so yeah, then when I become vegan, actually, um, that was a funny story because the coach that I had, that was guiding me through the journey of, uh, you know, becoming an amateur bodybuilder. He told me straight away, I'm not gonna like support you because you're becoming vegan and it's impossible for you to continue this journey. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, what I'm gonna do now? Because the, the both, let's say, my dream, you know, uh, be more 
like uh, kind towards animal in general and the sports side so the both was my passion I'm like oh, I'm gonna do both and to set time you know if everyone told me especially professionally he's a coach then he had lots of athletes so I started researching myself and I discover vegan coaches that they had more experience and they all had experienced athletes so not just lifestyle people that they want to lose weight uh, so then I proved to my old coach basically that I could <laughs> and he was like actually sorry that I left him in the end um, you know to approach the new coach just because he wasn't informed about the plant-based diet he just didn't know he didn't have the knowledge so maybe it wasn't his fault in the end so yeah <laughs> yeah was it was it easy to find those vegan coaches out there no, was that quite a search in itself? Uh, online. So my coach is an online coach because there is no um, a vegan coach near me actually. So yeah. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't easy to find one. Let's say that could train you know near me, uh, but. In general, online you can find lots of coaches that they will guide you. And because I am online coaching myself, I know exactly the fact that you can achieve the same result uh, online if you have one-to-one. -one, uh, because I had already the basics, so I knew the basic of the exercise, the basic of nutrition. So I was a newbie to this. So you can definitely achieve the same. Um, goals yeah and and what was the relearning process like for you because you know the the old the myths of what you need to eat you know you have to have animals in your diet etc in order to be fit and strong you know particularly in bodybuilding what was that that learning process like for you where where did you go was this purely like online searches was there you know particular kind of sources of information you you sought out yeah so luckily I love to cook <laughs> so luckily for me I love to learn new recipe new way to cook and I'm not gonna lie in the beginning like when the first time I tried tofu I'm like oh no I'm gonna eat this and I'm like researching for YouTube and reach out to people online and just ask them if they had any different way to cook and just reach out to the community of vegan in general and there's lots of like group on Facebook or website that you can look at and they're all free source so if uh, someone like said they haven't got the resource to hire a coach there's still a way for you to transition in, um, to the plant-based diet so I did a lot of research tried to find new way to cook for example tofu in different way not to be blended not to be the same every day just try to experiment and because like I said I'm lucky and I love to cook it was actually fun for me to learn how to just different way of cooking and to see food uh, because maybe before I would see food just like, you know, just I was eating just to eat. And then when I start to think, oh, it's actually coming from plants and not from, you know, an animal. I start really to appreciate every meal that I have and enjoy when I cook. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it probably sounds like a silly question, but, you know, if, from a point of view of... Um, 
you know, hitting those kind of macros, if you like, you know, getting the right levels of protein and, um, yeah. and, and, you know, the right balance between protein yeah. and carbs, particularly in the world of bodybuilding. How, how, you know, realistically mm-hmm. now, I know we're, we're advocates of veganism, but realistically, how, how difficult is that on a vegan diet versus on an omnivorous diet? Is it, is, do you have to be that much more careful and more planned? Right, so if we're talking about calorie-wise, so if you have a calorie to eat, no, there is not much different and you can achieve that easily. If we're talking about that you're really picky and you want to see carb source, protein source, maybe just a little bit, just because you need to be aware of certain plant-based food as more carbs than sort of some animal protein source. So if you are a bodybuilder, yes, just because you need to be a, a bit more careful on the carb side of the, of the product. So apart from that, reaching my protein take daily, I have no problem at all. Honestly, I don't. So yeah, so it all depends what's your goal and uh, what you're trying to achieve, how's your macro and calories. But in general, I would say no. I never had a client that had a problem with achieving um, the protein, uh, you know, or calorie intake. No, I never had this problem, no. So... (laughs) And uh, what what are the kind of the go-to sources that you recommend to clients? You know, but and, and I suppose let's start with that. From if you're kind of on the on that bulk, if you like, so you're you're you've got enough, you've got as many calories as you want to play with. What would you typically recommend? So definitely, if you have a lot of calories to play with, I would definitely recommend like avocado or bean source, all this kind of stuff that you can feel full but they are they have lots of carbs and calorie so yeah definitely you need to be careful like i said but if you're in in bulk yeah you have more uh ground to play with your carbs so definitely beans uh all kind of beans uh, like chickpeas and all yeah definitely and then tofu maybe when you're in bulk you can just add loads uh, or more stuff with tofu you're not just to play out to to make it more fun and interest uh, so definitely so when you cut cutting then is all another thing because like I said you need to be more careful so when I'm cutting for example I'm choosing tempeh tofu because tempeh is one of the protein sauce that has lots of protein in just under grams and then it's not heavy so if you choose for example yeah beans you need to need a lot Oh, no, a lot but more than a tempeh to reach the protein content that you need. So definitely tofu tempeh is my main. And then beans and all the other stuff when you're bulking, yeah, it's definitely good. Yeah, I can imagine like not only just the, the, the calorie uh, density of some of those those foods you talk about, but also just the how satiated you feel you know you're so full on 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 eating some of those beans as i can imagine when you're trying to eat that quantity that can be a challenge for you too right yeah so what i do like i said if i'm on book and i've got loads of meal to to play out during the day i try to use my protein as a topping of my car of my carbs for example i use a lot of flaxseed and sea seed on the top of my oats or porridge or muesli granola or any kind of cereal just because they got quite a good amount of protein but they're not heavy so they're just used as a topping instead as a um just you know 
a meal, like a heavy meal. So that if you use them as a side, you can have still the protein that you need, but it's not that heavy. So yeah, I think the street is just mix it out with all the other stuff instead. Yeah, yeah. Typically, uh, just out of out of interest, and this thought has just occurred to me. But typically, do yeah. are vegan bodybuilders? Would you say from? And I'm talking from a micronutrient point of view here. Would you say they're probably healthier just because it's because they are eating so much more variety in order to hit the same numbers as opposed to someone who's got the option of just eating a lot of chicken as an example or uh, or a lot of whey protein for example Do you, would you say that's true because i'm just thinking as you mentioned there you've talked you know legumes you've talked uh, tempeh's tofus chia seeds flax seeds there's there's density in that it, would you say that's that's typically true or does it not necessarily play out like that I would say they all depends, but relatively, yes, it's healthier just because all this kind of food, they got more of the minerals, the fiber that if you're on a book, you really need to uh, to make sure your digestion is on point. Because when you are on that high quantity of food and let's say you eat a lot of chicken, you haven't got the fiber, mineral and all the other nutrients that you need to digest the food well. So you will feel like bloated and sluggish just because there is so much amount of food then when you bulk in you really need to be careful where you taking the sources because your metabolism will slow down more food you have and more your metabolism will slow down just because it needs to digest and convert all that food then in fuel but because there is so much of that food, it cannot convert all the fuel, so sometimes it does convert that in fat. So if we play out on the all the vegan lean protein source, we make sure that they all absorb and digest it well. And you will find that that will even like, you will see like on your sleep and on lots of like aspects in your skin, um, your energy. So I definitely see a difference between me, for example, and other friends that are athletes. And when they are on bulking, they definitely feel more tired. And you will see that the skin, it, you know, it just become less bright. So it's definitely better just because there's so much of fiber and all the other nutrients uh, apart from the protein. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that that sort of the digestibility and that uh, you know the availability of those calories to convert into energy, um, nutrient density, etc., is one of the the reasons why we're starting to see uh, folks turn to veganism for athletic purposes, not just for ethical purposes. Yeah, definitely. I know many people that uh, they swap just because for health reason, right? Uh, not necessarily because there was like finger and bone, more cruelty and all the other stuff. So definitely just because like I said, you cannot find the same minerals and all the other micronutrients that you find on a plant-based food on a animal product. Just because especially nowadays there is so much of processed food in both sides plant-based and um, animal products but that's why I always differentiate if you are a plant-based with raw food or junk food because there is a big big difference on how 
it will impact your health. So yeah, it all depends about the individual. But in general, yeah, I mean, you cannot find the same nutrients that you find on a plant-based diet. I mean, if you compare beans to a beef, there will be more fat on beef, for example, and you won't find all the hair and all the other stuff that you found on the beans. So yeah. I did lots of research before because that's why I was afraid as well. Not eating my uh, iron intake because I had low iron since I was uh, small and I had lots of problems to reach my high intake. I had to take always like supplements and all the other stuff. And when I swapped to plant-based diet, it was the opposite. Like I didn't have to take anything because I all found in plants and yeah, so definitely. That, that's pretty incredible. Like, so that's really interesting. So, someone who's grown up in animal agriculture, probably a relatively meat-heavy diet. I would, I would have probably suggested from back in the day before you went pescatarian, etc. And yet, you, you, uh, you were having to supplement at that point because you were getting these iron deficiencies. Yeah, yeah, I did all my life, and uh, I couldn't believe it because. Like I said, I was eating meat. They're supposedly supposed to have a lot of iron. Uh, because we have a farm, so we have lots of vegetable and all the other stuff. Uh, I was eating fresh vegetable every day and all this. So I couldn't believe that I couldn't reach my iron intake. And when I wanted to swap, of course, to a plant-based diet, everybody told me, now what are you going to do? You're going to become 100 times worse and you're going to be ill and all the other stuff. And yeah so like when i check because i have a blood test every year just to check i did before uh became plant-based and i do now just you know for a health check and i never had a problem anymore and when i told uh, like my doctor and all the other people that i was vegan they just couldn't believe it <laughs> so yeah that's that's a fascinating uh, uh topic <laughs> there the, the the blood test bit so you've You've been taking, you've been doing blood tests on a on a regular basis, sort of before and after going vegan. And you mentioned, yeah. so, so you mentioned there that you know doctors have been shocked by the iron um, the, the, and the fact that you've you've got no problems as a, as a vegan. Have you found, um, you know, you've had to look at other levels? Was there any other anything else that you kind of needed to watch out for? Or, you know, since transitioning to a plant based diet, you know, B twelve levels and so on. Was there anything like that, or have you, generally speaking, stayed pretty supplement kind of free? So I was supplement before anyway with vitamins um, because I thought it was always a good idea in general. Doesn't matter if you're vegan or not. So when I swapped, I stopped with my high on intake, and uh, I just start to supplement with vegan multivitamins instead. And uh, omega three, I was doing it before but now I have a vegan omega-3. So on my blood test, apart from the iron, I didn't have no change because all my level before on all the other nutrients and everything else was fine. And they did stay the same. Uh, but like I said, I just noticed the iron because that was the problem that I always had. And um, like I said, I used to do blood tests before every year just because I had this problem, the iron problem. So that's the reason why I used to do every year. And then I just continued because I want to just check in general because, of course, it's a good idea to have it regularly. So, yeah. yeah and what's the, you know, your, your recommendations? I'd imagine as you've built up your 
client base over time you probably had some folks who've come to you specifically now because they know you're a vegan uh, pt uh, you know bodybuilder etc like do you well, you know is there a kind of set of, of vitamins minerals that you would suggest to anybody undertaking you know either this diet or any other diet that they they take to keep in sort of good health so i definitely recommend like i said multivitamins um and then well, definitely, if I'm living in UK, vitamin D. <laughs> we definitely need that. <laughs> we need that. I didn't need that before, but yes, I do now. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, vitamin D. And uh, I would say magnesium before bed, just because it helps sleep and it helps you to reach that relaxed state especially if you have like a busy lifestyle magnesium it really helps you to calm down and get ready you know to have a good night of sleep and um, apart from that definitely omega-3 like i said if you are vegan or not because even if you're not vegan and you eat salmon every week and all the other stuff you can still not reach the quantity that you need just because now there is so much on the process of making uh, the final product that you find on the supermarket. So in general, we all need some kind of supplement just because nowadays you don't even know where is on our food. If we're vegan, so can we imagine if you are eating animal products? So it's, um, it's definitely a good idea to supplement and uh, to making sure the supplement they're organic and definitely I would say vegan and definitely just because they're better for absorption as well they've been there's so many studies that they prove they're easy to absorb and you will absorb all um, the intake that you find on the single peel uh, so there was a study about that that I've been reading about a few months ago that that was the difference about the vegan supplement and not vegan um, so yeah, so it's really interesting. So definitely supplement no matter what, what diet you are on, just because we really need it. If we were back on 80s on, you know, before all this, um, you know, kind of product that we have now on the shelf, we definitely say no, but nowadays we definitely need it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, even, even, you know, a, a a dense vegetable diet is not what it was even 50 years ago you know with what what's gone on to the soil etc so yeah i think that's really really sound advice thinking about the um i want to go back a little bit you mentioned uh you know this there's a there's a couple of different approaches to the and uh, you know the dietary side of veganism or or at least you know plant-based um insofar as you know you you can go down the kind of raw whole foods plant-based or you can or you can be you know quite into the junk food element from the point of view of like uh you know bodybuilding from what you've seen folks who've perhaps transitioned from an omnivorous diet where they were eating quite meat heavy diets have you seen a bit of a tendency to rely on the on the processed kind of meat substitutes and and you know what is the nutritional profile of those like typically you know, is, is that a concern to you from a health standpoint? I would definitely say yes, especially because many of the athletes or bodybuilders in general, they swap for health reasons, like I told you before. So if someone is swapping for health reasons, there is definitely more details when you're choosing the food. So if you compare it to someone that is swapping just because it's against animal cruelty and all the other stuff, 
they won't really care about what kind of nutrition food they eat as long as it's vegan. So definitely, hopefully, they just pay more attention to what they put on the plate just because they're trying to eat as clean as possible, even if it's impossible to clean up, to eat as clean as possible. But in some cases, however, to reach that calorie intake, they do have some of them junk food just because it's easier, quicker, and just less feeling that, like we said, the beans and all the other stuff. So myself, my diet is 80% clean and 20% junk food, just because sometimes we all need it and for various reasons. And uh, second, because, like I said, it's convenient sometimes to reach to, I don't know, pre-made packages or other stuff instead to you not know, to cook so yeah i would say if it is 80 percent it's just 20 percent off with the junk food it's not a big deal but if you're just having all junk food then you will definitely not gonna reach the mineral and nutrition content that you need daily so i would definitely say that in the beginning of someone swapping to a plant-based diet it's easier to grab them junk food because if someone doesn't know how to cook on a plant-based diet doesn't know really what's rich for it's just easier to you know to buy them kind of product but like i said it all depends yeah tell us a little bit about your youtube channel because you you know you've built quite a, a following on there there's some amazing content some great chats with those different folks be good to hear a little bit about you know where did that come from and how have you kind of built that up over time so yeah, so I started about one year ago. Um, I actually started in the first lockdown. So I wanted to do the, this for a long time, but I just didn't have much time to uh, create content because I want to create helpful content. So it took time to do the video and all the other stuff. So just because on the lockdown, many people, especially here in UK, I'm not sure there, but I think all around, they lost their jobs and all the other stuff. So no many clients can just afford to keep me as a coach for example um, just because they lost their job or other reason so I form creating free content that everyone can access and still be helpful so I started to talk about different topics and then just because I wanted to do something on the vegan side I started my little podcast on my little like YouTube uh, series and just because having different point of view sometimes it just uh, entertain people more than just having me explaining certain stuff maybe another point of view reaching to people you know it would just uh, yeah it's just better to hear about it and hearing for people they are all successful on a plant-based diet it's really important uh, to have them good review so yeah I'm just uh, really thankful of my subscriber and all my followers just because like I said it's all free content that even if you're not plant-based, you can still learn. And, uh, you know, if you have a friend or anyone that is plant-based, sometimes you you don't know sometimes how uh, you talk about certain subject. you know. Uh, sometimes people, they, they just don't know certain things, yeah? That we take for granted, of course, because we're vegan. <laughs> so it's good just to know in general. So why not just create this content, yeah? And what's the response been like from, you know, the non-vegan sort of community in, in, in health and fitness? Have they, have they responded to either the, the YouTube and the, the, the podcast interviews and so on? So there was half of people that it was really interesting to know uh, about 
uh, were still able to like set build mass and all the other stuff. And there were some people that they like called me that I was a bit too pushy, <laughs> too heavy about it. And they said, you know, you just talk about that and all the other stuff. But you all know that that we all have like them people that just have them set in mind that they want to change any or anything else apart from their own conviction or their point of view. So we cannot do nothing about it. And that's why I always try to say on my video, like that is my choice and just information that I put out there. And then the ultimate choice is always the people that's listening. So um, I'm definitely not going to stop talking about it because that's a lifestyle. It's not just you know something that I put out there because it's my job it's just something that I believe so are you believe in your passion I believe in this is the same thing so I always say uh, if you don't agree or you don't like what you see just don't subscribe don't follow me and we all have a choice to go in different sides to just you know see different contents that's all yeah 100% yeah. I like that view <laughs> <laughs> thinking about uh, lockdown you know it sounds like it's been pretty you know you've come to a place where you're pretty creative you've been you're very resourceful you still want to get that information out to folks but you know tell me a little bit about the, the journey of lockdowns because you know from the few people I know who are in the health and fitness industry this period of time has been has been incredibly challenging um, and you know you've you know you've you've been dealt lemons but made lemonade sort of thing in your personal circumstances. But you know how have how have you come to that place? You know, tell me a little bit about the the, the journey of it. So let's start to say that we're still unfortunately in lockdown and the gym is still closed. <laughs> so it's not over. So uh, well, I I must say it was really difficult just just because it wasn't just my passion it was my job so of course when the gym closed and everyone had to find an alternative different rules became different like months so in the beginning i can still do like for example outdoor pt sessions i can still help my client and i can still like myself train outside just to have a bit more fun with it. Because sometimes in the house it's not that great just because you're alone. It's not that nice gym environment, yeah? Uh, when you have more motivation. So after the rule change, we couldn't go not even outside to walk or exercise. <laughs> so basically my living room became like an home gym and it still is. Um, I just need to adapt to everything, yeah, then I add. So buy equipment, invest in equipment, homemade equipment, uh, lots of stuff that I had to just uh, adapt and create to make sure I'm still keeping all my gains and all the artwork that I did on the gym. So it was really difficult on a motivation point of view for my clients, for, for myself, I, I must say no, just because it's something that I'm really passionate about. So there would be nothing I think that just put me down to achieve my goals but for my clients that they had for example children at home and maybe it wasn't a great environment to train at home it was difficult it was a challenging time but I always tried to just give more option for them try to be there for them doesn't matter what and 
I always say that if you have a body, you have a workout. So it doesn't matter that you have equipment, you can still do some kind of exercise and move, right? So, yeah, it was challenging, but I think if you really want and you have in mind that goal, it doesn't matter what goal it is, you can still do something about it and, yeah, just go through it. 100% incredibly resourceful as well i love it love it so thinking about um you know the uh the, the sort of the the creativity that you've had to apply to this period and that resourcefulness is there anything that you think you know after this this kind of hopefully we you know we get we come out of this lockdown and say you know they the, the gyms are reopened and everything you know how much will you want to hang on to Will there be things that you, you've learned in this period of time that you want to keep doing? You know, perhaps different ways of working. Maybe it's the YouTube channel. It's as simple as that. But, you know, is, is there things that you've kind of learned from it that you want to stick with? So, yeah, definitely keep up with my YouTube channel 100%. And I want to keep that this mindset that I have now of adapting and overcome all the time. doesn't matter what I have in front of me. Because sometimes when we get too comfortable in our bubble and we have everything ready for us, like sending the gym, you don't need to think about nothing. You go to the gym, that's it. But when you're home, you need to be more, yeah, just keep the motivation going and everything else. So I definitely want to keep that and try to think outside my comfort zone because like I said before I was comfortable with my clients having that clientele base and just don't think about all the other options that I could so when I went to lockdown for the first time I like I just had to keep my option open not just for my client for myself because I didn't have my bubble of like say gym buddies and all the other stuff for example, I, I had to start to do all the other stuff, so I want to definitely keep all the mindset. I start to meditate, I start yoga, all the things that I never had time before to do, I did. And it's just amazing because I learned new stuff about myself and about people around me. Uh, because sometimes, like I said, when you go through the routine, sometimes you don't appreciate stuff or people. And... Um, so yeah, you learn a lot when you are in a difficult time. So yeah, it's always a learning curve, I think. I think probably, you know, one of those industries that's right up there from a point of view of adapting and overcoming is uh, the health and fitness industry. I think, you know, folks yeah. who are PTs, self-employed particularly, you know, like <laughs> yourself, it, it's, it's, hard, it's been hard yards. So, you know, huge testament to you for... for being as positive and resourceful as you have been and like you say you're still there so it's uh we've still yeah. got a little way to go so <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> well look it, it's been uh, it's been great chatting with you uh, Marfisi it'd be, it'd be remiss of us though to not tell folks where they go to find you so uh, I appreciate there's probably quite a few places where they can where folks can see you and hear you and contact you uh, but it'd be good to hear uh, uh, where, where we can start so definitely my YouTube channel Marfisia Lanza then you can find me on my Instagram the same Marfisia Lanza and then on my Facebook page Marfit PT excellent stuff well I'll, I'm going to pop some links in um, uh, to uh, to all those uh, those great places to find you on uh, uh, on the podcast notes but yeah it's been it's been a huge pleasure chatting to you and uh, I, I thoroughly recommend everyone checks out YouTube channel it's full of absolute uh, gold from a health and fitness point of view and, and beyond so really appreciate your time 
Thank you so much for having me. It was really great. Thank you. Thank you.